Hello, and welcome everyone to episode 43 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am not Jake. And our guests today are also not Jake, because Jake unfortunately had bigger and better things to do, like being a dad. But... While Jake is on vacation with with family, he's not really on vacation, but while he's doing other things, we have another wonderful guest who's been on like many times before, the most beautiful guest of them all, um, Tyler himself. The co-host with less than the most. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. I am exhausted after this weekend. Um, I am still trying to catch up on sleep. Uh, it's been kicking my butt, but our uh, our draft league season started this week, so like I'm ready to go. I'm cooking up something fierce for this weekend's match. I'm ready, man. I'm excited. Wow, I can't wait to see uh, what you cook up this week. And uh, I have no idea what I'm going to be drafting this week either. Um, I don't think I ever know what I'm doing until an hour before, but I'm looking forward to it. Do you have any like ideas brewing in your mind that you're going to share oh. with the viewers? Uh, I'm listeners. definitely not share anything with anyone in case uh, my opponent happens to listen to this podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They paid me to, to say that, by the way. But I will, I believe it. I will, I will slide them in your DMs when, as soon as we're finished here. Amazing! I cannot wait. <laughs> and I am not Jake. I am not Tony. I am not Brian. I am not Spicer. I am John, and I am the other of the uh, brave Peoria guys who. Uh, braved the three-hour drive from st louis to peoria illinois to actually play my first regional ever i uh told some folks that i played uh tcg stuff like way 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 back in the day like 20 years ago where you could there was like events that were slightly smaller than regionals but slightly bigger than premier challenges where you if you won the whole event you could go to worlds which is super weird um but it's cool to see, like, after 20 years, you know, these events are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, for, like, all these different games. Um, and we'll get into our experiences uh, this weekend. But like you said, Tyler, I'm I am glad to be back. I'm still a little bit tired from this weekend, um, but I had a, a wonderful time as well. And I'm, I've already hit the ground running with building more teams <laughs> because... Uh, our, our other friend Will is going to Toronto soon, and he's uh, already asked for a paste. So I am busy getting ready for that. And I have locals this and next weekend. Nice. So I actually have to have stuff to bring. So and then uh, and then Tony and Spicer are going to Sacramento, weren't they? Yeah, Tony and Spicer are going to Sacramento this weekend. Good stuff. This weekend. So if you are also going to Sacramento this weekend, we are recording on Mon- on Tuesday, the 10th of October. Um, if you're going to Sacramento this weekend and you want a last minute uh, metagame review, this is your podcast. If you're going to Toronto soon, uh, this is not your last minute podcast, but this is your little review of Regulation E so far. So yeah, that's how we're doing. Uh, before we get into our little agenda for the day, we're going to be talking about our experience at Peoria the metagame, how it developed at Peoria, um, and also look into the metagame going forward to Sacramento. But before we do that, Tyler, let's get to the news. 
So first on our uh, on our news agenda is the announcement of a new OTS Chrome extension. So if you are a Google Chrome user, if you like playing Showdown in the Chrome browser, you can get a nice little extension to add onto your Showdown experience to where you can have not only all the moves and the natures and the terotypes of the open team sheet on the ladder, but you can also have pretty pictures to go with them. We'll have the link in the show notes, uh, but spruce up your Pokemon Showdown OTS experience on the new Regulation E best of three ladder today. And Tyler, what else is new on Pokemon Showdown? We have new public avatars. So you have brand new characters you get to choose from for all of you major Showdown gamers. Now, Tyler, what are you going to choose? Mm, that is a fantastic question. Um, I kind of am feeling the office worker just because it's very uh, Larry-esque. And anything that reminds me of Larry um, makes me happy. I'll probably do that one. Mm. I mean, Larry is an option already, but you don't have to. You can be like sub Larry, not actually Larry Larry. Yeah, no. So, so right. So the so the goal is to try and be like Larry, live like Larry. You'll never get to be Larry, and anyone uh, that understands Larry understands that fact. Gotcha. You can only be Larry if you hit nineteen hundred on the best of three ladder with a normal type monotype team. Got it. Correct. Got it. But they also have some like really good bodybuilder ones. So if you wanted to be like a muscle mommy, that'd be pretty solid too. Or muscle daddy, you know, equal opportunity <laughs> here. I would definitely no. go with Saguaro. I mean, I'm also like the Harlequin guy from Gen 5 through and through, but Saguaro is definitely a nice like, oh, I'm actually playing on an alt this time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. With you and your 14 alts. <laughs> oh, bro, I have way more than 15 alts. That's, yeah, oh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> it's for whenever I feel bad about myself, I can hop on another one. And get that one up to 1,200. No, it's 1,400, and that's when I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it for news. So now let's get into our Peoria review and our Sacramento predictions. But first, we have to go through and dissect all the over-unders that the guys did last week to tell who was right who was wrong, and who was just completely out of left field. So our first little category is a little toss-up between Urshifu, Rapid Strike, Fluttermane, or Fire Ochre Pond. And who appeared the most in top eight out of Water Urshifu, Fluttermane, or Fire Ochre Pond? Tyler, can you tell us who the winner was? I can. It was, uh, it was Earth Flame Ogre Pond. I believe there were five of them total in the top eight. Yes, so Tony, good job on that one. You won a high five from us later. Um, now, how many Intimidate users were there in top eight? There, The over-under thing was 6.5. So Jake and Spicer said over six and a half, whereas Tony said under. And unfortunately for Jake and Spicer, it was only six. So Tony, you are currently 2-0 with your uh, predictions. Now... How many Paradox Pokemon were there in top eight? The over-under mark was 12.5. All the guys said over, but Tyler, were they right? No, not a single one. Ugh. There were only eight. There were only eight. Iron Hands was popular. Fluttermane was popular, but they were not that popular, unfortunately. Yep. It seemed like most of the teams in top eight either wanted one or the other, but not both. Yep. 
And this is what all this is what everyone was waiting to hear about. Which ogre pond won Peoria? Was it the fire one, the water one, the grass one, the rock one, or the none of them one? Jake, you had the fire one. Tony, you had the water one. And Spicer, you went for double. And you said the rock one or none. None of you believed in the grass one. And your faith was well-placed because it was not the grass one that won. It was the water one. Wellspring Ogre Pond was the winner of the Peoria Regional Championship. So, Tony, you are 3-0 for the listeners at home. Are you... Uh, better than Tony right now at predicting the metagame. Let us huge know. Email us. Huge congratulations to James Beck, by the way. Yes. Huge congratulations to James Beck for winning the Peoria Regionals with Water Ogre Pond and a rain team that we're going to get to here in a couple minutes. Yep. Now, some other neato categories. How many non-Paradox Paldian Pokemon were there in top eight? Now, for the purpose of this count, we are not including Ogre Pond, we are not, but we are including Blood Moon Ursaluna because it's like a Paldean Kitakami form. So Tyler, who won this? Was it Jake and Spicer with their over 5.5 or Tony with under 5.5? So it was the over that took this one. Um, the over under was set at 5.5, like you said. Um, and we landed on 11. 11 of them. Yep. And mind you, that was mostly Golden Goes, well, Golden Go, King Gambits, and Blood Moon Ursalunas, among other things. Now, how many Dragon Types were there in top eight? The over-under was 1.5. Jake had under 1.5, so he went with one or none. But Tony and Spicer said over 1.5, so at least two. How many Dragon Types were there? Only one, which is kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, it was just Dragonite. It was just Dragonite. And what's crazy, and we'll get to this on the team um, here in a sec, but there were more Dragon Terras than there were Dragon Types in Top 8, which is wild. And the question that everyone was wondering, which Urshifu appeared the most in Top 8? Was it Single Strike or Rapid Strike? Tyler, tell us. Rapid. Rapid. There was four of them in top eight. There was not a single single strike in top eight, but there was four rapid strikes. So clearly, Waterfu is the winner. And Spicer, you were the only one who got that right. Um, so I think the score is something like Tony at three, uh, Jake at two, and Spicer at two. Y'all tied for second place. So at least none of you got last. But like Ricky Bobby used to say, if you're not first, you're last. So congratulations, Tony. You will get a uh, half EV team probably sometime after Sacramento for me in a high five. And for the viewers at home, uh, let us know. The question of the day is how did you do on the over-unders? Did you beat Tony with his 3-0? Did you get under it? Were you last place? Let us know at our email in the show notes below. But now let's get to what everyone is here for. How did Peoria go for us specifically? We don't care about the metagame yet but just us specifically. So Mike, you have been to a regional before. So how was it to be at another regional in 2023, in the 2023 to 2024 season? Um, this one in comparison to Charlotte, I would say, um, firstly, uh, had a lot more corn involved. 
um <laughs> just it's illinois that's that's what's there um but then also the like just like the huge difference in meta between uh what was the last tournament of regulation b and then the very first tournament in regulation e uh it was really really interesting to see um you and i built our team together which i think we did a really really great job um, all, the mons, all the mons were there um it was it was the gamer sweat that we were missing a little bit but that's okay and there was some serious gamer sweat in peoria i smelled it day two there was yeah we had uh we had brought we brought hands we brought gambit we brought uh a rillaboom iron bundle uh, the heart flame ogre pond and then the landorus therian form um, i had a couple really really good games uh with a lot of my opponents the um as far as like having really crazy luck um my round one game was really solid um i ended up <laughs> i ended up uh rock slide double crit flinching my opponent and then the very next turn rock slide flinching them again um i it, it, it's the game we play man it just it just happens you're just the hacks lord I've never had to publicly apologize to my opponent before until right then. Um, I, <laughs> you could tell that you just get visibly upset when that happens, but it, you know, it is, it, it just is what it is. There's nothing that can be done about it. Did you have a um, salt shaker with you to pour out some salt for your opponent? I did pour one out for the homies. No, I, I did not, unfortunately, but Thanks. that's okay. We made it work. Um, there was a, uh, my round three opponent, uh, shout outs to, uh, to Amber. Um, she was fantastic. Her and her, uh, her and her very supportive boyfriend both. Uh, they were so funny. Um, she had a uh, she had a torn Rilla team with um, assault vest, Heastman Arcanine, a uh, black glasses darker Shifu, Spec Sylveon, and then like a very very thick Milotic that gave me a lot of trouble. Um, she ultimately claimed the best of three, but she did a fantastic job. Um, and then. And this one was not in the the main event, but in the midseason showdown that happened on Sunday, uh, I played against a Trick Room Balance team, and there was just nothing that he could do against me. Um, it was it was very um, he he led the Trick Room mode with I want to say it was. It was Iron Hand's Cresselia lead. Ooh. Um, which is a great lead, right? You just fake out and set Trick Room and you're done. So I was like, all right, I got something for this. Um, double Grass is a problem. Why is Double Grass a problem, Tyler? Tell the viewers well, why. Well, so for, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, uh, Double Grassy Glide in Trick Room is absolute, absolute insanity. Um, you just, you, you golf before your opponent every time. Um, and the second issue is, is you get a bunch of extra boosted damage from grassy terrain. Um, in this particular case, though, uh, I have a Rillaboom with a fake out that is faster than his hands. Um, and I was able to play in Trick Room just fine. Um, uh, the, he did his best to try and work around things. He uh, swapped out hands for Ursaluna, turn two. Uh, I, I clicked knockoff from Rillaboom into that slot and knocked off his Flame Orb. 
turned three, I ended up encoring him in the swords dance because he was like, well, I don't have my guts boost, so I, I got to get some damage up somehow. Um, and then turn four, he forfeited because he was like, you, you've pinned me here. I, I can't do anything. Encore Gaming claims another victim. <laughs> <laughs> but how was, uh, love it. How was yours, though? How, how did your uh, your weekend go? I know we talked a little bit, but... Yes. Um, yeah, so it was my first regional, like I said, kind of at the beginning, um, my first like video game regional. So I was just going into, into the weekend thinking, okay, I'm not even trying to get points. I'm not even trying to go like positive. I just want to play some games and get some experience. You know, I was not trying to top cut, none of that stuff. Um, I was just trying to, you know, uh, run the team, see how it played out. I had all of, I think, 12 games with the team <laughs> in addition to some random games labbing out matchups. Um, like in the leak we weeding up, you mean? Yeah, in the in the leak in the in the leak weeding up in the week yeah, leading right. up to the uh, to the event, I got about 12 games with our team after we've switched teams like five or six times before that. And we'll get into the prep <laughs> a little bit before a little bit here in a sec. But so I was not very experienced with the team, but I pull up to my round one opponent and I have no idea who anybody is. So I have no idea if they're a good player, bad, bad player, whatever. And they pull up with a Psy Spam Tailwind team. So they have Armor Rouge and Didi, Tornadus, Ursaluna, and a couple other things I, I can't remember. Um, Psy Spam was one of the awful matchups for our team. Sizeman was the one I was just like labbing out and being like, oh no, <laughs> Tyler, we don't have any lines into this. So to see it round one, I'm just like, you know, if I win this game, you know, that's my weekend. I'm fine. Um, and I was also at table one, round one, table one. I could not do any better the rest of the day. Um, it was a close set, you know, three games. I, I, I think I wound up losing the first game, but I brought it back game two and three. Um, and I was just amazed that our team somehow handled our really terrible matchup. And I'm just like, you know, I could go 1-8 and be fine the rest of the day. Um, but uh, I think I wound up going. So a few rounds kept passing. I got a couple losses. And I was like, okay, you know, after three losses, I'm going to go get myself an, a Monkey Dory plush. So my sixth round, I got my third loss, got my Monkey Dory plush. And I pull up a couple rounds later to Amber's boyfriend. I think it was round eight. I play Amber's boyfriend of all people. He's running like this Roaring Moon, Milo Tick, Chiyu, Amoongus kind of uh, New balance -y kind of team. <laughs> this guy and I disconnect three times. First time, he got some really good play on me or I, or it was some, I think I actually missed something is what happened. And then I just slammed the table and he's like, oh no, don't do that. It's going to disconnect. And then boom, it disconnects. Oh So no. then we were like, run it back, you know, just try to play it again. We got a turn zero disconnect the very next turn. We didn't even call a judge at this point because we were just done with the day. Um, So we got a turn zero disconnect and we're like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> we eventually connected. He wins the next game like super handedly. You know, game three, which is at game five or six at this point, um, I get into really commanding position. He makes a really bad play, and then he slams the table because of that bad play. <laughs> I think he winds up switching in a Landorus into my King Gambit instead of his Milo Tick, which, you know, basically just 
kills the game for him. But he slams the table <laughs> and then disconnects. So we were just like, oh no. <laughs> so we played out the last round. We were just like, you know, same leads, run it back. Um, we play a good back and forth. He winds up taking the set. Um, but you know, it's kind of the end of the day. I'm I'm just trying to go positive at, at the end of it. Um, but then my last cool, I had a lot of cool sets. I met a lot of cool people. Um, but my, I also played in the mid-season showdown. So the way a regional can work sometimes is you can have like, uh, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So on the Friday, you can have premier challenges, which are like local level events. Then Saturday is like uh, Swiss rounds of the main event. And then Sunday, you have both day two top cut or a mid-season showdown. So Tyler and I participated in the mid-season showdown. And I look at my round one opponent and who is it? but Moxie boosted himself. <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Um, I was pulling up with a size spam team. It's like Armor Rouge and Didi, Hatterene. It's like Tom Hayden's team. If you've seen it on Limitless, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm like, oh, hey, you know, nice to meet you and all that. Um, he pulls up with some, with Cresselia, uh, Blood Moon, Ursula with leftovers and calm mind. And I'm like, okay, so this is like a balancey kind of team. Um, you know, we get into the game, we, you know, do the trick room turns. I'm under trick room. He he uh, gets calm mind up, and I realize, oh no, I'm cooked. Like you get one month, you get one calm mind off with blood moon Ursula. I'm just done for. Um, then as I'm switching in my own Ursula, which is the Hisui form, I realize as I'm switching that it's not min speed, it's five speed. And so I tell him, hey, you're not going to like this next turn. <laughs> so for three straight turns, my Ursaluna, because it's five speed and, you know, negative nature and all that, is speed tying with his Blood Moon Ursaluna under Trick Room and out of Trick Room. Ooh. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> so I Sword Stance, he reverses Trick Room. Um, and the turn that really matters is once we're out of Trick Room, he's terror ghosted. You know, he's ready to like nuke me. If he lands his hit, I lose. If I land my hit, I probably still lose because honestly, he he was he boned me. But um, turn three, he wins the speed tie. He knocks out whatever was on the other side, and I'm like, GG's man, <laughs> go enjoy it. So uh, again, people were like, why'd you have a five speed uh, Ursaluna? I'm like, it's a shiny, duh. So uh, if you're out there and you're wondering, okay, do I worry about like a minimum speed Ursaluna? Do I worry about whatever speed on this mod? Just make sure it's not five speed. If if you have a Hisui Ursaluna, make sure it's not five or six speed. If it's any other speed, you're fine. Just not five speed. Um, but yeah, I think for my first regional, I went I went five four, got forty CP because my opponent's resistance was nuts. Um, so I I mean I had a pretty positive experience. Uh, in both of them and going forward I want to work more on like my play and and seeing okay I can get my opponent's habits I see that they're like a good player versus not so great of a player like how can I capitalize on that and also we just needed more experience with our team to know okay this is what we're leading into these matchups versus just winging it 90% of the time <laughs> yeah 100% and but, I, I really yeah, the people aspect of it, like more so than the actual game itself. Yeah. Like getting to getting to meet a lot of the people from our Discord server is really sweet. You know, shout outs to to Cruz and and Flygon Man and and you know Salty Tigers and 
Um, who else do we, that one random bald guy that came up to us. I cannot, we did not catch his name and I feel so bad about it, but shout out to that guy. I love that guy. Yes. Random Hawaii, uh, bald guy. If you're listening yeah. to this, say something in, a, in the discord. We know, we know you're there because you told us. You literally just tag both of us and just go, Hey, yes. <laughs> Don't say anything else. And we met the hero. We met the hero of the whole event because we met the guy who won the big old Waylord plush. Oh, I thought you meant my personal hero. I thought you meant Avery. Oh, well, yeah. You met Avery. I didn't get to meet Avery. I met the Twick Womb Goat. Okay. That that set my whole weekend through the roof. Like it didn't matter <laughs> what else happened. That that right there, taking that picture, that made it. That was amazing. Well, and shout outs to uh, to Wendy on the in the Discord as well for being a bro the whole weekend. Oh yeah, but you are the man. But so Tyler, how uh, tell us about like what prep was like for you? Because I know we did this together, together, but like, what was it like to get ready for a regional? I was asking you a lot of questions about EV spreads. I know that. I'll be I'll be honest with you, man. Like. The amount of like prep work that I did on the like, showdown and stuff was really, really minimal um, in comparison to what I did at Charlotte. Um, a lot of the prep work that I did with you really came from just like us having our conversations and like our like our our mental prep. Um, that that really was what we focused on, or what I felt like we had focused on more. Um, just kind of talking our way through matchups and seeing, you know, like if this happens, you know, what, what's this going to look like? And, you know, actually, actually working through those steps that, that was what a lot of our prep looked like on my end. Um, did you do, I know you said you played like 12 games. Like clearly we were not gamers leading up to the event. <laughs> like, did you do anything? Yeah. Well, so for, con for everyone else who's listening to this, uh, both Tyler and I had very busy weeks leading up to Peoria. So we just couldn't, we just couldn't. Uh, get on the ladder that frequently. Um, and so if you're out there being like, you know, can I go to a regional, even though I, you know, work a full-time job, have a family, all that kind of stuff, you totally can. Like just because you cannot hop on showdown for, you know, 50 hours every day does not mean that you can't go to a tournament and have a great time, right? There are tons of people who are bringing tons of different teams with tons of different experience. It's all right. Um, but I actually want to talk about what we did even before this past week. Because what we had been doing since the format was announced was just like spamming teams, <laughs> right? Because I mean, it would be like one week we were on, you know, a couple different teams. And I think I had said pretty early on, like, hey, these are five different Pokemon that we want to use, or like, what are five different Pokemon that you want to use? And I think you said something like Sinistra, Ogre Pond, um, Monkey Dory and a couple other things, right? Yep. And then I was like, bro, same list. <laughs> and so we bought, we bonded on that. But uh, yes, like early on, we were working on a Monkey Dory team, which Tyler got to bring to the server's tournament and realized, hey, maybe Monkey Dory's not the call for Peoria. Right. And so I had some other team skeletons uh that i gave to tyler and to some other folks and so we had like ideas floating around in different spaces um and we realized we liked different pieces but i think what came together for us near the end was realizing hey we just don't have this whole lando or scarf lando plus iron hands matchup nailed down like we just have not figured that out 
And so I was frustrated about that enough to just go back through. Um, I think it was our tournament, but also a couple of other tournaments for a team that just really answered that hard. And I think I, I shot a pace at, at a Tyler that was basically the same. It was five of the same six because it had Iron Bundle, King Gambit, Iron Hands, uh, Lando, and Ogre Pond. I don't think they had a Rillaboom. They had a Sinistro instead of Rillaboom. Um, but we added a Rillaboom instead to have like this double grassy glide mode. Um, and so it was more like we sold, we basically stole a team and then edited a couple sets to our liking as well as put it our own um our own EV spreads because we used the information from the beast coast tournament i think last weekend to see okay king gambit okay it's a good mon iron bundle it's still a good mon like the, the mons that we have are good we just need to figure out how to use them well right. um and so i think the spiciest thing that we put on our team um and this is mainly because of my own experience with the move more than anything else was encore on ogre pond uh, because Encore just like creates so many win conditions. Uh, I didn't talk about them, but like I think I won almost 60% of my games because of Encore specifically. I encored Iron Hands into fake outs, I encored a Furgaraf into helping hand, I encored an Okidogi into drain punch when I had like a Terra Ghost Iron Bundle in the end game. I encored a Grim Snarl right after it hit light screen. Like I Encore is a great move. Um, but I also had experience doing all that stuff. So that's why I felt comfortable putting it on the team and thinking about how to apply it in, in game. Um, and so if you're thinking about, Hey, what do I bring to a regional? It really is a thing of, okay, what have I used in the past? What am I comfortable with? And how do I do that? Even though I might be using some different mods. So even though I haven't really used Ogre Pond that much, I knew how to use Encore and I knew how to use Grassy Glide and Fake Out and some other tools that we had on the team. So in that sense, I was comfortable with the team, even though I didn't have, you know, more than 50 games with the team at all. Um, yeah, so like Tyler said, my, uh, our, my prep was a lot of just mental work, working through some matchups, like Dondozo and Sizeman were just terrible for us. Um, but Encore made it a little bit easier. Some EV spreads made it easier. Um, yeah, and so then going into the uh, into the weekend, I felt confident that we at least had tools to play the game well not necessarily to go positive but at least tools to go play the game well so with that being said let's get into peoria itself and the broader metagame and, and see like what were any what were the surprise picks what were the big teams um more of the weird teams all that kind of stuff oh we have it all here we have it all here all right. Now that we've talked about talked about our experience, if you're still listening for whatever reason, I guess we can talk about the rest of the metagame. Um, so what we're do, what we will do is go through the top eight teams, uh, just play by play, cool things, big strategies. Talk about usage stats. And, you know, talk about the big cores, the big common cores, the big heavy hitters, and then some other uh, weird mons and under underrated mons maybe that you might want to pick up for Sacramento, for Toronto, or just for playing on the on the ladder. Uh, so first, let's look at the winner. So congratulations again to James Beck. He is, I think this is his fourth regional win. He's won a Latin America International Challenge before. He's a world's, uh, you know, multi-time world's top cut dude. I think he's been to top four at least twice. 
So really, really great player, really, really wonderful guy. We didn't get to talk to him at all, but uh, we got to like see his matches. Um, so his team was Water Ogre Pond uh, with Ivy Cudgel, Power Whip, which we'll talk about later, Follow Me and Spiky Shield, Arcanine Hisui with the Choice Band item. It has Intimidate. It is a Terra Fairy Arcanine, and it has Flare Blitz, Rock Slide, Extreme, Sp- Extreme Speed, and Terra Blast. He has Goldango with Leftovers, and it's uh, Make It Rain, Shadow Ball, Nasty Plot, Protect stuff, but it's a Dragon Terra on Golden Go. And it is not the only Dragon Terra because his Tornadus is also a Dragon Terra with Covert Cloak um, for an item. And the moves are Bleak Wind Storm, Rain Dance, Tailwind, and Taunt. Uh, his Iron Hands is, is an Assault Vest. It's Terra Grass. It's kind of the standard set of Wild Charge, Drain Punch, Heavy Slam, and Fake Out. And then his last Pokemon on his Rain team is none other than Urshifu Rapid Strike with the Choice Scarf. Has the Terra Water on it with Surging Strikes, Close Combat, Aqua Jet, and U-Turn. All right, Tyler, what what is like the thing that James is probably going to be doing every game? Is is this a test? This is a test. Oh, uh, I don't like tests. Setting the rain. Yay. Yes. Just, I, <laughs> is that the answer? Yeah, totally. This is obviously oh. ring team. Like if you look at it, it's you got your rain setter and tornadoes. You've got your two. You got your two water dudes in Urshifu Rapid Strike and Ogre. Uh, the water ogre. And you also have a grass type with your water ogre. You have your steel type with Goldengo. You have a, and, and your support cores Arcanine plus Iron Hands. So this is like, it's not necessarily the standard rain team, although it will probably be standard on the, on the ladder here in two seconds. But it is like, this is how rain is done. You have a rain setter, rain abuser, grass type, steel type, and then a couple support mods. So Mike, what sticks out to you about this team? Uh, I really, so <clears throat> prior to Peoria, I did see a couple of Terra Dragon things running around. Like, I think uh, I trialed in our open like a Terra Dragon Fluttermane, which worked out pretty well. Um, I, I do think it's really neat, the Terra Dragon on Torn, because most of the things that Torn uh, dies to are like Wild Charge from Iron Hands or a big old bonk from one of the other Ogre Ponds. And with Terra Dragon, none of that happens. Uh most people don't care whether Torn stays or goes, but uh, in this case, like it was very important that Torn sticks around. So having the Terra Dragon on there was really nice. Totally, totally. And I think this is like a bigger, bigger point, but in a lot of metagames that we've had in Scarlet and Violet so far, we've had kind of like your um, neutral or really good, quote unquote, defensive Terra types, right? in a bunch of regulations that used to be uh, Terra Water. I think there was one, a couple series where you could have like an entire team of Terra Water stuff and that would be legitimate. Um, in And then as we got into regulation C and D a bit, that changed from Terra Water now that we have Rillaboom to uh, Terra Fairy, but you still have this mashup between, you know, Terra Water and Terra Fairy are like just good neutral types. They have two weaknesses a piece. Uh, they have a good set of resistances. Fairy is immune to dragon, right? So really solid, quote unquote, neutral or defensive Terra types. In this metagame, though, Terra Dragon is really nice because, like you said, Tyler, 
you resist wild charge and you resist three of the most popular uh, ogre pond forms in fire, water, and grass. And so if you're looking to see, okay, what, you know, I have this defensive mon, I have like an Amoongus, I have a Goldengo, I have, you know, random bulky thing number five. What terror should I put on it? Maybe you should consider Terra Dragon to resist all the bonking that's going around. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Uh, what do you make of the power whip on Ogre Pond? I know that we normally see stuff like Woodhammer or um, Horn Leech in that slot. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a little extra, um, a little extra power that <laughs> power whip. No kidding. Little extra power that like Horn Leech wouldn't give you. Um, and then you don't have to expend your health to get it like you would with Woodhammer. So it's like one of those nice like in-between moves. Um, mm -hmm. 120 is still really, really good damage. Um, it is at the cost of a little bit of accuracy. Mm -hmm. But if I mean if we, we say it a lot, like if you're clicking a move and it's like 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 the make or break move, like mm -hmm. okay, it is what it is at that point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, Wisp is the same way. You know, if it misses, so be it. Um, mm -hmm. The Hydro Pumps that we, you and I both missed this weekend, if they are, so be it. We, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a good move all around. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't really get to see any of his matches, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, had to take a stab in the dark. I would say that this Water Pond is probably a little bit on the bulkier side. Mm -hmm. And so then the additional um, boost in power from the Power Whip versus one of the other grass moves that Ogre Pond might want to run uh, probably came in handy. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, and, and, and as you're thinking about modes for this team, um, we'll get into it with the popular teams, but James won primarily, I mean, not just because he's a good player, but he won a lot of his matchups based on matchup alone. Because if you look at a lot of the popular teams, specifically in day two, but also across the whole tournament, um, you'll notice that a lot of these teams might have only one or two water resists. And one of those water resists is very commonly either Ogre Pond Wellspring itself or Rillaboom. And you have Tornadus, who's right there with flying attacks to chip down their grass type. You have an Arcanine to chip down their, their grass type. You have Golden Go who can bonk their, their grass types, right? And so if you clear out the water resists, I mean, you can just click Rain Dance plus Ivy Cudgel or Rain Dance plus Terra Water Surging Strikes and just mow stuff down. Um, and spoiler alert, that's kind of what happened in the finals <laughs> against against our uh, our next player here in just a sec. Um, but other than that, you know, you have that fast rain mode to the team. You also have a nice bulky mode with the team. So if you're fighting a trick room team, you would use something like the Iron Hands, Golden Go, Arcanine, and Ogre Pond because it has Follow Me. Um, and this is a really good showcasing of how Ogre Pond can do a lot of things at the same time, right? Like you have offensive modes with the the two stab moves but you also have some redirection support things that you can do with follow me plus nasty plot follow me plus drain punch follow me plus whatever you want on this team um so even though it looks like a really really go uh really really go hard and fast team there's a lot of um flexibility that james built into it which i think you know showcases why he got first and not like 20th or whatever yeah for sure yep and in second place, we have Luca Tregut. So this is Mr. King Gambit himself. 
He brought Landorus, Therian with the standard choice scarf set of Terra Flying, Stomping Tantrum, U-Turn, Terra Blast, Rock Slide. Then instead of Water Ogre Pond, he has Fire Ogre Pond, which has the Mold Breaker ability with Ivy Cudgel, Horn Leech, Follow Me, Spiky Shield, so pretty similar with Horn Leech over Power Whip instead of on this team. Uh, Fluttermane with Choice Specs, um, Terra Fairy, pretty standard, Shadow Ball, Dazzling Gleam, Moonblast, and Trick Room. This Fluttermane is a Choice Specs with a Trick Room variant. Uh, this Tornadus, we've got two Torns already. Tornadus with a Citrus Berry instead of the Covert Cloak. And it is a not a Terra Dragon, but a Terra Poison. And it has Bleakwind, Tailwind, Rain Dance, and Protect. So instead of Taunt, this Tornadus has Protect on it. Um, then he has his signature King Gambit with Black Glasses, Terra Dark, Defiant, and Kowtow Cleave, Sucker Punch, Swords Dance, and Protect. So this is like the Mono Dark Swords Dance King Gambit that Luca has been famous for, I think, since like Regulation B, if not A. He has been running this set for a while. Um, and then he also has Ur Urshifu Rapid Strike with a Focus Sash, with Surging Strikes, Aqua Jet, Close Combat Protect, and a Terra Waters. So, like nothing new there. I think the, the big thing that sticks out to me um, on this team is probably the Trick Room on Fluttermane, like this Trick Room Choice Specs Fluttermane. Because if you're using Trick Room on Fluttermane, either you're trying to prevent it from going off, or you're setting it for something like King Gambit or something else uh, to thrive under it. But you have to immediately switch after you set that Trick Room. Um, so that's probably like a really, that was probably a tech move that Luca was like, I have a terrible Trick Room matchup, and uh, this is my only hope, is calling it. Um, and I think a really other cool other mode on this team, because Landorus, we, it's all over the metagame. Fluttermane, we kind of know what it does. Tornadus, you know, sets rain, sets tailwind, does bleak wind stuff. Urshifu, like, we know what it does. Um, the King Gambit, though, can capitalize on all those turns that your opponent uses to set up or that your opponent is trying to reposition or whatever and just click sword stance, right? So if they're trying to switch something out to get uh, some regenerator health off, if they're trying to switch something out to get some intimidate stuff off, King Gambit is right there just ready to capitalize off of those passive turns. Um, now, Tyler, what do you make of this Fire Ogre Pawn, especially with Rain Dance? What's going on there? See, this is another one of your tests. Not, <laughs> not, not <laughs> jump. Um, I was, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually just thinking about that. I was like, okay, well, he's got a Fire Pawn, and I'm wondering why it's Fire Pawn on like kind of like this Rain mode. And I guess it's because of it's it's got like the separate mode that's aside from just Rain. Like you don't have to click Rain Dance, and you don't have to just Surging Strikes everything to death. Like you have other options here, and I mm -hmm. think that's just one of those options that you get. Because I mean, let's face it, like Fire Pawn out of all of the the Ogre Pawns that are there is like the biggest bonk stick that there is when you get the plus one um to your uh, uh boost when you terra so um but then you know it also I, I think i think it's really cool that everybody just has like this one tech move on ogre pond right like i know we ran encore and that was like our special little thing mm -hmm. um but it seems like the majority of people want to run like follow me for it mm -hmm. and I mean, it, it does a lot of good things like you can um, use it to redirect attacks or to redirect spores from Amoongus. Mm -hmm. um, you are seeing that. And there definitely were still Amoongus out on the field um, in Peoria. Um, it definitely didn't just fall off the face of the earth. It's still around. Um, I, I, I found it more on like the Trick Room centric teams 
um, than anything else, but it, it definitely comes into play a lot. So having that follow me on Argopon is really nice. Mm -hmm. And it saves sticking Terra Grass on like half of your team, right? Because in past formats, we would have Terra Grass Hands, Terra Grass Flutter, Terra Grass Your Mom, like, right? But if you have one follow me user that's a grass type, right? That's your Amoongus counter. And you don't have to burn your Terras on half your team to do it. And this one isn't weak to Pollen Puff, so we don't have to worry about that. Yes. Yeah. I think you're, you, yeah, that note on how Rain Dance is a move that you click, it's not actually like an ability, helps you to decide, okay, I actually want to set Rain later, but I want, I want to sweep with my Ogre Pond right now, right? So I can click Terra Fire and go bonk stuff and then set, you know, set Rain Dance for my Urshifu in the back to clean up, right? Mm -hmm. Or set Rain Dance after you bonk. So that King Gambit can deal with their fire ogre pond. And so I think what we're seeing is these are two, these are both rain teams, right? Um, James le uh, leaned a bit more into the rain mode with a golden go with the water ogre pond, but Luca also had rain dance. And so you can see that rain was kind of the big thing that cut through most of the metagame, as well as just using really solid attackers uh, to deal with a lot of stuff. Yep, for sure. Um, but Moving on to the rest of the top eight, we have third place Shiliang Tang, who I think won the Hartford Regionals. Um, now, Tyler, have you seen this team before? I think I think it looks a little familiar. This team looks so familiar, John. It looks so familiar. Oh. Uh, it's 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 our team. Uh, it just has a uh, Heatran here instead of a King Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other changes, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's Iron Bundle with Booster Energy, Terra Ghost because of Fake Out stuff, with you know standard set of Freeze Dry, Icy Wind, Hydro Pump Protect, Rillaboom is the next one. It has Citrus Berry, not a Salt Fest. Citrus Berry with Grassy Surge as Terra Fire instead of Terra Grass, and it has a set of Fake Out, Woodhammer, U-Turn, and Grassy Glide, and not to have one Grass type but two Grass types: Ogre Pond, Fire Form. It has Ivy Cudgel, Grassy Glide, Swords Dance, and Spiky Shield, right? So now we already have two Grass types, our two Terrifiers, a Water type. You know, what else could we have? Our fourth Mon is Iron Hands with Assault Vest, Terra Water, and the same four moves that we've already been seeing. Uh, another Choice Scarf Landorus with a standard set. And then a Life Orb Heatran with Terra Fairy and Heat Wave, Flash Cannon, Earth Power, and Protect. So um, like Tyler said, we use basically the same six. I mean, I think all these sets, except for the um, the Terra on Iron Hands was a little different. The Heatran slot we used a uh, King Gambit over, and then our Ogre Pond was uh, Encore over Sword Stance. But yeah, this is a team that he and I know pretty well. And I think uh, Xu Liang was working with the other Tang, the Tang Gang. So Justin Tang was also running this team. Um, and it's, you know, it's pretty solid and not just because we we stole the team from somebody else but uh yeah so so tyler walk us through what this team is about what what are some things that this team can do um well so you've got a couple moments right now i am a really huge fan of the double grass mode um as a lead um having grassy glide um pressure immediately from two separate mons uh, is bananas, um, <laughs> pun intended, because there's a little <laughs> in there. Monkey. 
Yeah, Monk. Um, and then, like the citrus berry is just really good recovery. Um, you know, when when you have hands and Rillaboom trying to fight for a vest, just just give it to the slower Mon. Um, the faster one usually can can handle it. Uh, John is uh, holding up a monkey dory at me right now. <laughs> you can get yours too. Um, you can say hi. Yeah, um, but then we've got like the. Uh, like the Iron Hands Lando lead, it's very you know classic. You can fake out U turn or fake out Rock Slide, whatever you need to do. Um, I do really like the Heatran on this team. I know we ran King Gambit um, as like a uh, like a Lando check, but I, I really 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 do like the Life Orb Heatran. Um, it's got good coverage. Um, you've got good heat wave pressure, flash cannon to Oko the flutter mains that are around, um, and then Terra Fairy just has like a really good um, neutral defensive Terra. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, uh, like we said, uh, Amoongus is kind of still around, but you have other means to check it now. And importantly, Fire Ogre Pond has Mold Breaker as an ability. And so in previous regulations, we might have used uh, Terra Grass Heatran and been like, oh, fire types can't touch us because of Flash Fire. But with Mold Breaker, Ogre Pond can actually smack Heatran in the face before it tears, um, or before the Ogre Pond tears. Um, so be careful about using Terra Grass Heatran. Um, but yeah, like, like like Tyler said, the double grass thing is legit. Um, the life orb on Heatran actually makes a lot of sense because we have a grassy terrain to recover that health back. So if you take 10% from life orb and six, six and a quarter back uh, for grassy terrain, like you're basically getting most of your health back every turn after you, you have attacks. So you basically have a free life orb, right? With no drawbacks. Uh, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, and then if you're listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, Iron Hands and Landorus. Ugh. I mean, one, you can use them. But two, if you're wondering, how do I get around that Scarf Landorus? Uh, Iron Bundle with booster energy and a high speed stat is, is your ticket. Because with Icy Wind, you're gonna Oko <laughs> these Landorus unless they Terra. So you're gonna force them to Terra or you're gonna force them to switch already. Um, and your Iron Bundle is faster than Flutter Main, which are typically going to be booster energy with Icy Wind now. Um, and it's also much faster than Chi Yu. So you can threaten the Flutter Main Chi Yu lead with it too, which is something that I ran into kind of frequently as well. So you can do like Iron Bundle plus Landorus to threaten their Chi Yu plus Flutter Main lead and be like, I got you. Um, but yeah, solid team all the way around. And in fourth place, we have Jeremy Parson, who went 9-0 day one. So I think Jeremy Parson is a, is a really great um, uh, player and also a really great team to look at because five of these six Pokemon are like the standard team right now. Um, so first we have King Gambit with Dreadplate instead of Black Glasses, but the same Terra Dark Sword Stance set. Um, this Fluttermane is the Fluttermane that I was talking about with Booster Energy because... Uh, we've been through regulations where Fluttermane might have been choice specs in the past or booster energy uh, with special attack or or like leftovers combined. Fluttermanes now are very commonly booster energy with like a high speed stats like Timid and like a bunch of speed EVs um, where they have a fairy move, icy wind, a tech move, and then protect. So the idea with this Fluttermane is that you have a really fast icy wind user that's already immune to fake out, right? So it's kind of like an iron bundle that you don't have to Terra to get out of fake out. 
But this Fluttermane pairs with the Chi Yu on, on this team. And Chi Yu now is choice specs, like we're used to, but it, instead of Terra Water, it's Terra Ghost. And so the specs Chi Yu with Overheat, Heat Wave, Dark Pulse, and Snarl. So if you remember the like new balance team that with that had Chi Yu, Roaring Moon, Fluttermane, all that stuff, it's still kind of around, but instead uh, specs Chi Yu is sitting next to this booster speed flutter main that can icy win basically everything including other landos uh icy win them down and then you get like a specs heat wave or specs snarl off and just obliterate things on the other side um and to complete out this kind of reg e balance core we have assault vest iron hands with terrifier and the standard four moves uh water ogre pond with ivy cudgel horn leech follow me spiky shield um and then the standard standard uh, Scarf Lander is, right? So this is the team. If you're looking for like, what is the reggae team right now? It's Fluttermane, Chi Yu, Iron Hands, Landorus, and a Follow Me Water Ogre Pond. And why is it Follow Me Water Ogre Pond? Well, Tyler, how many water resists does this team have? Oh, uh, that looks like uh, none, my friend. Other than the Ogre Pond, yeah. 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 It's so, just it's just ogre pond, which is it, cool because it has water absorb as its yep. ability. Yep. And so, what do you make of this of this team, Tyler? Like we we saw this team a lot. <laughs> We're variants yeah. of it. Um, yeah, and I mean, like you said, it's it's pretty standard. Um, you know, I I do like <clears throat> I do like the uh, the Fluttermane Chiu combination um, over the Iron Bundle because it 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 pretty much does the same thing into like a Hands Lando lead. Um, because with the uh, with the Beads of Ruin drop in Special Defense, the Icy Wind still picks up the Okos on the Windows. Um, Pre-Terra, um, post-Terra, depending on how much Special Attack investment you have, it gets pretty close. But, um, yeah, I, I like you said, pretty standard. Um, you can get really funky with the EVs and stuff on some of these, and then, you know, beat Mirrors out and stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty set. Yep. So the fast mode is, you know, Fluttermane, Chiyu, Landorus, Ogre Pond. The slow mode for Trick Room is like King Gambit, Iron Hands, Ogre Pond, Landorus, or Chiyu, or, you know, whatever. It's a very flexible team. Uh, so if you're looking for something, look for Jeremy Parson. Um, and there, uh, there's this website called Top Cut Explorer. If you just type it, type, uh, type it into Google, you can uh, check out all these teams like we are. Um, yeah, so... I did really Really, really, really quick. Sorry, I wanted to yeah, highlight. I know you and I mentioned it before. I think it's very interesting to bring up how um, this particular speed booster flutter um, has double fairy and icy wind. Um, I know a lot of them usually opt for it's like a moonblast shadow ball icy wind. Yep. I just think it. I think it's interesting that he decided like uh, I'm. You know, everything that's that's um, you know weak to ghost is probably going to tear out of that weakness anyway. So I'm just not going to bother with it. Yeah, or if it's weak to ghost, you can probably smack it with King Gambit, right? Yep. Yep. So that is that is a win condition. So like your Terrifier Iron Hands with Assault Vest is just going to completely wall this Flutter main. So instead of killing it really early on, you can actually plan to leave it out on the field for like the rest of the game and then win the game by having make, making their Flutter main effectively a dead slot. Um, cool. Now we're getting into some more of the fun teams. That are still in top eight. So Justin Knox in fifth place. This is 45 mice. He was the uh, Iron Moth, Grimmsnarl, Goldango guy at NAIC. 
he has a cool team with Urshifu Rapid Strike with a Choice Scarf set, Surging Strikes, Close Combat, U-Turn, Ice Spinner, Terra Water. You know, pretty usual Choice Scarf set. Ogre Pond, Fire Form, Ivy Cudgel, Horn Leech, Sword Stance, Spiky Shield. Again, it's a Sword Stance, Ogre Pond, Fire stuff we're kind of seeing now. But now let's get to the spicy part of the team. His third Pokemon is Ferrigarath. So I know Tony loves Ferrigarath. It has a Citrus Berry, the Armor Tail ability. It has Terra Fire for its Terra type. It has Psychic, Dazzling Gleam, Trick Room, and Nasty Plot. It's a Nasty Plot Ferrigarath. The fourth Pokemon is Okidoki, the first of the Loyal Three to do anything, basically. <laughs> it has an Assault Vest. It has Guard Dog as the ability. It's a Terra Water type. And the moves are Poison Jab, Brick Break, Snarl, and Ice Punch. Um, and the last two Pokemon are Clefairy with Eviolite and Friend Guard. Terra type is Grass with Protect, Follow Me, Helping Hand, Heal Pulse. So there's your Terra Grass Amoongus check. And then Ursulina Blood Moon, not Ursulina Husui, but Blood Moon, the new form. Um, with a Life Orb, it has its only ability, Mind's Eye, Terra Grass, it's double stabs, so Hyper Voice, Blood Moon, and then Earth Power plus Protect. So this is like, whenever people saw this on stream, they're like, whoa, <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, and I felt so bad about him on stream, man, because like both of the matches that he had to play, um, he was talking about it last night on Tub Takes. He was just having a heck of a time. Um, he did not have good matchups on stream. Nope. Nope. And and for the viewers, for the listeners at home, uh, his matchups were the standard balance team we were just talking about with Chiyu, Fluttermane, all that kind of stuff. But Tyler, what are some what are some of the cool things that are going on with this team? Um, I really like the Ice Spinner tech on uh, the Rapid Strike Urshifu. Uh, you really don't see that very often. Um, and I, I guess he was also predicting a lot of size spam to come around, um, which, you know, makes a lot of sense given like how it fared in a lot of the... Uh, like grassroots tournaments leading up to Peoria. Um, I, I, you know, Tony's a big fan. I really like the nasty plot for Rigoraf. It's one of those um, like hidden Pokemon that if you're like, if you just leave it alone and don't mess with it and you let it nasty plot up, uh, it's going to give you a lot of major problems. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that you really can't ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that um, <laughs> the Okidoki is the first of the Loyal Three that we have seen so far. Um, in fact, it is, I think, the only one in Top 16. Yep. None of the, nobody else decided to show up. Um, they yep. aren't Loyal Loyal Three, like Justin Knox was. They are not. They are not. But I think it's a very neat um, Landorus check, because you have the Guard Dog ability, so on a Lando switch in, you get a plus one to your attack, and then you have the Ice Punch. Um, to just Oko it in return. So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Fairy is just super thick. And um, we both really enjoy Ursuluna Blood Moon. I think mm -hmm. it's a fun a... Yeah, it's a really fun mod. And the Okidogi, you'll notice, has Brick Break because you could probably tell that this team can do some damage, but if you put screens up against it, it's kind of hard for it to break through. Um, so that really helps it out. Ursuluna Blood Moon, you'll notice, has Hyper Voice blood moon which is like the nuke nuke move and then earth power so it's kind of like how fluttermane has the spread stab option with dazzling gleam the nuke stab option with moon blast and then the secondary stab 
with Shadow Ball. So if you're looking to build Ursula of Blood Moon, maybe check out Clefairy plus Ferrigraph to stick next to it. Because Ferrigraph, like we were saying, helps against uh, Grassy Glide spam, which Ursula of Blood Moon is weak to. So definitely give Justin Knox's team a try if you're looking for a cool team. Um, the next one is we're going to, I'm totally going to butcher this, but that's okay. Jungshi Ju in sixth place has kind of another kind of standard team. He has Assault Vest Rillaboom uh, with Terra Fire, Fake Out, Grassy Glide, U Turn, High Horsepower, um, a Fluttermane with Specs that has a Power Gem in the in the tech slot, another choice band Arcanine with Terra Fairy and Terra Blast, um, an Ogre Pond Fire Form with Substitute in the flex spot, mm -hmm. um, a Tornadus with Mental Herb and Terra Ghost that kind of makes sense for taunts and uh, fake outs. It has Sunny Day, so this is a uh, Sun team rather than a Rain team. We have two fire types already. Um, and then the last slot, instead of having a Water Ogre Pond to draw water moves, we have a Gastrodon in sixth place with Storm Drain, uh, Terra Poison leftovers, and it has Earth Power, Icy Wind, Yawn, and Protect. What do you think about this, Tyler? Um, Gastrodon Gaming. Gastrodon Gaming. Love the way. Uh, I, I actually had a play, um, Joseph Ugarte in the MSS, and he had his Terrifier Gastrodon, and I could not break that thing to save my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's very funny how, you know, mons like that always perform well because they, they you know, upon like initial inspection, you're like, yeah, that's a mon that does stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't seem very like, you know, overbearing or anything crazy like that. Um, mons like Astrodon Corviknight is another one of those I would put in that category. Mm -hmm. um, but they end up performing where it counts. Um, and then Gastrodon just has this really, really, really great ability in Storm Drain mm -hmm. that takes care of all of your water problems, which is great on this specific. I I would call it a Sun Team. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it, it's very. It's got Fire Bonds, Terra Fires. You've got a Fluttermane here. It's very just like um, like Sun centric. Yep. Um, and then you have the Icy Wind Tech on Gastrodon to actually help take care of those Landorses as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Icy Wind. Um, was from a Gastrodon, I think was a two-hit KO onto a non-Terrad Landorus, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> and then you have the speed control as well for whatever was right next to it. Mm -hmm. So that turn that you come down, you've got plenty of time to take care of some mons. Totally. Um, I, I think it's crazy that he went with Substitute. Um, I, I I know we were you know thinking about a tech move. We did not consider a sub at all, but it is it works very well on this team, I think. Yeah, because if you're not aware um, substitute is one of those many things that can help block intimidates. So uh, ogre pond fire form is the one that increases its attack when it terras. So what you can do is sub early on in the game. And then if they try to switch in their landerous, you can just terrify or terror bonk it and they cannot drop your attack. Um, so sword stance has like a similar utility in that it's trying to increase the attack after uh, you've already been intimidated. Um, so sub is just another way to solve that, as well as block damage from a bunch of different things, um, as well as uh, block yawns or spores or that kind of thing. So that's really cool to have, you know, these common problems that we're all having in this metagame solved in so many different ways. So definitely a cool team. Uh, in seventh place, we have Riley Factura, who won the first regional of the year. He won the uh, Pittsburgh regional. Um, 
has a really cool team with Pow Knight of all things. So this is our dragon type. But his first mod is King Gambit with a Figgy Berry, not a Black Glasses set. So this is Terra Fairy King Gambit with Sucker Punch, Iron Head, Kowtow Cleave, and Protect. So no Sword Stance here. And our first Amoongus of the day, and we will talk about Amoongus here in a little bit, but Amoongus has not been showing up that much. Um, so Amoongus with Citrus Berry, Regenerator, Terra Water, you know, kind of standard stuff, has Spore, Pollen Puff, Rage Powder, all the moves we know, but instead of Protect, it has Grass Knot, probably for all those Ursalunas and Urshifus that are um, going around. Then we have Urshifu Rapid Strike, Terra Steel instead of Terra Water, with Surging Strikes, Close Combat, Aqua Jet, U-Turns, so stuff we've seen before. Um, another Ogre Pond with Horn Leech and Follow Me, but it's a Fire Form, uh, so stuff we've seen before. But now it has Pow Knight, so Riley chose an Ice Spinner, not an Icicle Crash Chien Pow. Um, and the Dragonite is not Choice Band, but it's Assault Vest with Terra Normal, Extreme Speed, Aerial Ace, Stomping Tarantrum, and Thunder Punch. So we've got Pow Knight that has been teched out for the metagame. What do you think of this, Tyler? I have not seen an Assault Vest Dragonite since I ran it uh, in Charlotte during Regulation B. Yep. <laughs> I think it's so, so cool um, because it, it Dragonite always suffers. Uh, with a choice pan like yes you get to you get a nuke stuff but you really lose that flexibility um that the assault vest now gives you back mm -hmm. so i think that's nice um terra steel on the rapid strike urshifu is really neat um it's very rare that you see that it's normally just terra water get rid of stuff um so that's really cool the amoongus having grass knot is really nice I'm trying to come up with who that's for right now. Besides the Ursulunas? Besides, well, I guess that would be the main thing, right? Yeah. Because under, tri under Trick Room, yeah. Yeah, there aren't very, there aren't, like, there aren't very many super thick ground and uh, water types going around right now. Yeah, I think the only other thing that I'm thinking of is a Thunder Punch is actually a cool move to activate Stomping Tantrum, of all things. Um, because if you accidentally thunder punch, uh, like say you're targeting th thunder punch into a tornado slot and they switch out to Landorus and you thunder punch that slot, well, because you hit an immunity, you can now stomping tantrum the other slot for twice the damage and you're inner focus. So you can't get intimidated. Um, so that's 150, uh, base power ground move going into the other slot. Uh, so that's a, a neat little tech among other things that you'll, they would be able to use on this team. And finally, last but not least, we have Leonard Craft III, Mr. DeWobblefett himself, with a very cool team. So the first, so four mons that we've seen before, Choice Specs, Chiyu with Terra Ghost in the standard set, uh, Iron Hands with Assault Vest Terrifier, and instead of Wild Charge, he has Volt Switch, so no stab uh, electric physical move there. Uh, the usual uh, Landorus Choice Scarf set, the usual follow me horn leech uh, water ogre pond set, but his spicy tech is a dusclops with eviolite. We have not seen dusclops in a while with terra dark to dodge all your taunts from a tornadus with trick room, will o wisp, pain split, you know, stuff we've seen in gen eight, but brick break, which helps for the final mod, which is an Ursaluna blood moon with, you know, double stabs, 
Earth Power, Hyper Voice, Bloodman Protect, Terra Normal, but has a weakness policy. So if you're missing your Dynamax weakness policies, Leonard Craft, Trey himself, has uh, your mods. So what do you think of this team? The Dust Plops and Ursaluna is so, so cool. You can protect in Trick Room turn one. And then the second turn, you just brick break your Ursaluna. Your you don't have to waste time setting anything up. You get an automatic plus two and you can just start nuking things with Hyper Voice and Blood Moon. And I did the That's calcs earlier. The plus two uh, Terra Normal Hyper Voice gets rid of both Fluttermane and Chiyu. And because in Mind's Eye, you get through the ghost type on both of them in case one of them Terras. Oh, wow. So, yeah. It's it's legit. Yeah, but other than that, everything's pretty standard. I mean, the Volt Switch is really helpful for you know getting out of sticky situations that you don't want to do a full swap out for. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I know, we considered putting that on ours uh, for a little while there. Yep. Uh, yeah, everything else is pretty pretty on point. Did you have anything in particular? I mean, I mean, the Blood Moon or Saluna is just pretty cool. Yeah. Now that we finished with top eight, let's talk about the rest of the of the metagame at Peoria with our big cores, the big mons, as well as some uh, unique picks. Um, so we have some some usage stats for both day one and day two. But the most important thing to note between the two is that Fluttermane was not the most popular Pokemon on either day one or on day two. On day one, Iron Hands took the top spot. And on day two, Landorus took the top spot with 61% usage, um, which is wild. So this is the first regulation. I think this is the first tournament where Fluttermane has not been the top dog, um, which we'll talk about here in a sec. But if you look at the usage rates for day two stuff, you're going to see a whole lot of Landorus, Fluttermane, Iron Hands, Ogre Ponds, Rillabooms, Chiyus, and King Gambits and Urshifu Rapid Strikes. So if you're looking for like the top core, like what are the best mons right now? It's probably some of those guys. Your Flutterfish, your Iron Hands, uh, Landorus, your, if you have a lot of uh, water weak mons, you're probably using a Follow Me um, Water Pond. If you are a more offensive team, you're probably using a Fire Ogre Pond. If you're using double grass, obviously you're using uh, Rillaboom. If you want a Landorus counter, you're probably using either King Gambit or Chien Pao or um, Iron Bundle. And so some other picks that you could use on your teams are your Tailwind team is obviously going to be Tornadus. Your bulkier fire types are going to be Heatran and Hisui Arcanine. And then you have a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> that showed up. So I think the big cores besides um, your good stuff team, which is just like, you know, click the BST filter on Showdown and just get to the most popular Pokemon with the highest stats. You'll probably just put them all together and you'll you'll get a good team. But some other popular teams that didn't really uh, show at the top tables were a Baxcalibur and a Lowland Ninetales, um, a Screens team. So this is Baxcalibur with Protect, Probably Swords Dance, probably Scale Shot and Icicle Spear, maybe a Clear Amulet and a Swords Dance. You know, you have some variation whether you want Ice Shard, Icicle Spear, Icicle Crash, Stomping Tantrum, stuff like that. But the idea is that the Snow Boost gives you a lot of physical defense on your back's caliber. And then you have Alolan Ninetales. That's kind of a Landorus counter with, you know, uh, 
stab blizzards, and it can set screens to make Vax Caliber even bulkier while it tries to set up. And if you look through Top Cut, you'll notice uh, that sort of team would have Vax Caliber and a little Nine Tails with a Heatran so that you can actually stand up to other Chiyus and then a Water Ogre Pond to absorb all of the uh, water attacks that are trying to hit your Heatran for super effective damage or the Urshifus that are trying to crit through your screens. But there's also a couple of different trick room setters that we have in our format. So if you'll notice, we talked about at least two Blood Moon Ursaluna teams that made top eight. And we discussed how Dusclops was one of the trick room setters, but on another team, it was uh, the Ferrigaraf. And so you actually have a flexibility between Ferrigaraf, Cresselia, uh, Dusclops, Ndidi. You have a bunch of, we have a bunch of different kinds of trick room setters in this format. Um, so you actually need to decide, okay, what do I want my trick room setter to do besides setting trick room, right? Uh, Tyler, did you have any experience with some of these other cores that, uh, in the rest of the tournament? Oh yeah. Like there were, there were some, uh, heavier trick room teams that I did really well into. Um, and then there were, uh, interestingly enough, some that I did not, um, I know that, uh, we like the particular team that we built had some trouble with like a Terra Fire Cresselia. We just didn't have a whole lot for that, other than uh, the Hydro Pump that mm -hmm. only hits eighty percent of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there is another Trick Room setter uh, if anyone's interested, uh, and it is our little favorite Teacup um, Sinistra. And Sinisha is not only a Trick Room setter, but it's also a Dondozo counter. I think there is. Uh you know, one or two Dondozo teams that wound up making uh, day two. But Sinistra has Trick Room to reverse the speed order on Dondozo. It has Strength Sap to lower Dondozo's attack. And it has Matcha Gacha to potentially both uh, get health back and burn Dondozo. So if you're like, I hate Dondozo with every fiber of my being, use a Sinistra. And I don't know if you ran into this, Tyler, but uh, my third round loss was to a Sinistra screens team. I could not break Sinistra because we had five physical attackers and one special attacker in Iron Bundle who is weak to Macha Gacha. I actually did have a screens. It was a uh, it was a Gambit Lando hands mirror and then their fourth mod that they went with all three games was a Sinistra. Mm -hmm. Which worked fantastically for them. Mm -hmm. And so that's another reason that Heatran and, and Chi Yu are popular special attackers is that they are really, you know, fire coverage is really great into this metagame, but they also do really nice into Sinistra, who loves to eat all these physical attackers alive in this metagame. Some other unique picks. So if you might have heard about this on stream, there was an Illumize team that had Illumize plus like five of the really, really good mods. Um, and that Illumize team was played by Carson Comfort, who had a Tailwind Fake Tears Encore Infestation set with Mental Herb and Terror, and Terror Ghost. So Illumize is kind of like a Tornadus, and it has Prankster Tailwind, and Mental Herb stops Taunts, Terror Ghost stops Fake Outs, right? So it's like kind of like a little a Bug-type Tornadus. But it has Fake Tears so that your Chi Yu and your Fluttermane can just nuke stuff down after uh, having some something's special defense. Illumize also has Encore, which I know Tyler and I used a whole bunch in this tournament to lock down 
which Tyler and I used a whole bunch in this tournament to lock down other opponents in both, mm -hmm. in our case, outside of Trick Room, but Illumise because it's a prankster encore can lock things in and out of Trick Room. But the fourth move was Infestation. And what you can do with Infestation is it's one of those moves that if you hit something with it, it's locked in for three to five turns. It takes damage at the end of every turn and it cannot switch out unless Illumise switches out. So the idea is that you can Infestation something and then Encore lock it or infestation something and then fake tears that slot. So you can set up a pin in either case with this little annoying bug Pokemon. So it was not just, hey, this is a unique pick. It's like a, oh, wow, this is a really good pick for what I need this Pokemon to do. Tyler, are there any other weird mons? Are there any other uh, picks that stand out to you when you look at the day two stats? Yeah, so um, I noticed... <laughs> the tops at right after you get out of the top 16 um the 17th team um is a screens uh hudra team with uh annihilate water ogre pine cresselia and hisui and arcanine um i know um one of our friends has been having uh some serious difficulties on uh the cart ladder with screens hudra um but i i, I think that was the only one uh, I thought that one was very, very interesting. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it's actually got two protect, protect the Mon modes, right? It has uh, a Hoodra that you can try to protect, but it also has an Annihilate you can try to protect. So if, you're, if your opponent is like, hey, I want to, you know, stack on damage to the Hoodra, to the well, Mr. Hoodra can just switch out to the Annihilate, who loves getting smacked because it got so angry that it remained angry after it died. Yeah, three 350 base power Rage Fist is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for those who are wondering about Amoongus, it had 12% usage in day two. So that's way down from the 30-something percent we were seeing in Regulation C, D, and before. So Tyler, do you have any other final takes, any big picture you know, takeaways on the Peoria metagame? Ogre Pond is an amazing addition to the meta. <laughs> Why do you say that? that? That is my big because it's so versatile. It's so versatile. It's extremely strong. It's bulky. It's fast. It, it's, it's it's such a good mon. Like it can be ran in a variety of different ways on a variety of teams. Mm -hmm. And if you like, it, it's hard to to really go wrong with the mon. Like it's not. It's never going to be one of those that just kind of like falls off at this point because it's 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 so versatile. Mm -hmm. I know I've said that word a lot. It's because I really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I think I totally agree with you. Ogre Pond is like the new thing on the block right now. Because um, Urshifu Rapid is still in the metagame, so don't ignore it in your team building. But Ogre Pond is, especially the Fire Ogre, is a thing that's probably driving down Flutter Main usage because you actually have opportunity costs now. Like that Ogre Pond can Terra and just completely obliterate Fluttermane and still do other things afterward. It's not one of these mons like Scizor that does one thing and does only that one thing and only kind of well. Ogre Pond does a lot of things. Um, and so it'll, if you actually combine the usage of Water Ogre Pond and Fire Ogre Pond, you get 76%. So like dominating <laughs> the usage stats in day two. But I'm also really curious to see how Trick Room continues to evolve. So we already know about Psy Spam. We already know about Cresselia or Saluna Balance. We know about 
Frigorath, which is a little bit more offensive of a, of a style of trickering team, but not quite as offensive as Psy Spam. And so I'm interested to see how uh, people will continue to develop the trick room side of the metagame rather than just the tailwind or rather than just the offensive balance side of the metagame. Because I really do think if somebody can really figure out the Blood Moon Ursa Luna uh, archetype and how they can deal with the Fluttermane plus Chiyu Snarl, Snarl Spam stuff, I think Blood Moon might actually be the thing that cuts through uh, the metagame really quickly. Yeah, so that, I agree. Yeah. And so that leads right into our next and final topic of the day, which is that Sacramento is coming up this weekend, Sacramento, California. Um, and so what are you, what are we thinking? What are we thinking, Tyler, that'll hit it big in Sacramento oh, just uh, a week after? Listen, I, I, I know this is a long shot. Um, I, I want this Pokemon to perform so well. I really want to see a Mian show in like day two. <laughs> I thought I wanna, you were going to say Fluttermane. <laughs> that would, that, okay, so, no, um, I'm tired of seeing that Mon. I love that Mon to death. I'm so sick. Of it. Um, show me a Mianxiao because it is a, it is a, it is a fast fake out Mon that cannot be faked out and return with inner focus. Um, it gets Ice Spinner, so all of these Rillabooms uh, and Psy Spam that, uh, Rillabooms definitely sticking around. Psy Spam might be increasing. Um, it can just rip that right off the field. It gets U-Turn. Um, intergenerator stuff like is it the bulkiest pokemon in the world absolutely not um but it is pretty quick and i think it could have a little bit of usage totally 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 yeah i'm i mean i'm thinking that sacramento is going to be in some ways kind of like peoria part two we might see you know some more tech options on like the quote-unquote chulk the chiyu iron hands ogre pond landorus uh king gambit style teams we might see um you know more swords dance terra fairy king gambits assault this king gambit swords dance iron hands whatever a lot of different things there um i do think that the screen side of the metagame might even if it doesn't place that well i think it still might have a better showing at sacramento um because screens has is this weird thing that can kind of stand up to offense but needs to really figure out that Chiyu matchup because Chiyu just obliterates most of the stuff that either sits behind screens or likes to set up screens. I'm also really gunning for our Blood Moon Ursaluna fans. So if you're out there wondering if you should run Blood Moon Ursaluna, just go for it. Really, I really do think like if you want to uh, try out a really good Blood Moon Ursaluna team, try out uh, Leonard Craft the Third's team, try out Debwobblefett's team. Because that weakness policy stuff, like I'm kid you not, if you lead follow me Ogre Pond next to Dusclops and tear the Dusclops so that it doesn't die to Snarl and your Ogre Pond gets uh, KO'd, you can immediately go into Brick Break uh, next to Ursaluna and just start obliterating things with the weakness policy hyper voice stuff. Um, so 10 out of 10 would totally recommend that. Um, I think some other surprise picks. So we saw stuff like Clear Amulet, Iron Head, Tailwind, Salamence. Um, there's still room for, you know, those Dragon types like Dragonite or Baxcalibur, Salamence, Dragapult to cut through the metagame. I'm kind of surprised that Palpult didn't do a whole lot because Palpult uh, can like Terra Ghost and Terra Blast through the metagame. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very interested to see um, what players in Sacramento pick up from there. But 
that'll be it for us today. That'll be the show. Uh, so we talked about our experience at Peoria. We talked about the big Peoria metagame. And then we said our hot takes about Sacramento, including that somebody will figure out how to get Monkey Dory going. <laughs> <laughs> so Monkey Dory fans, make it happen. The record is right now 5-4 uh, with a Terror Rock Roaring Moon. So if you're listening to this podcast, make Monkey Dory go 6-3. And it outspeeds me and shall by one point. So it totally does and has a better fake out and it looks cooler. Yep. yep. So Tyler, any final words as we depart and as we uh, no longer see each other face to face? Thanks for Peoria. Thanks for being you. Thanks for, you know, us spending the weekend together and having a super awesome time with all of our friends doing this game that we enjoy so very much. I'm stunned. I'm going to, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah tyler tyler and i uh tyler and i roomed uh together this weekend and it was a blast uh yeah it was a total blast um to like see everybody and you know nerd out on the game that we love and i mean who cares how we did right like um and who cares that i might have given you a team sheet error in the last five minutes before registration <laughs> oh you had, to, you had to bring that up <laughs> Poor guy. Man, and I'm the worst ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another story for another time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, all my, I'm going to sign off and say, Tyler, I miss you. And so does Mr. Monkey. I miss you both too, John. I do have my own monkey and we will always have our monkeys together. We will always have our monkeys together. So to all our listeners out there, including a uh, bald-headed uh, Hawaiian guy, we wish you a wonderful morning, evening, or afternoon, wherever you are. 